Ready? Ready. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, John. Hi, Merlin. How's it going? Oh, great. Great. How are you? How are you? I was hoisted on my own valor. Yes. uh, Yes. Yes. I I bid you good Memorial Day. Good morrow. And all the rest of the day to you. Hmm. Well, I guess that'll yes. do it for this week on Roderick yeah. on the Line. <laughs> That's right. We <clears throat> we honored the fallen and then we got out. And I like that. Uh, I like that tune. I like that melody a lot. It's a, it, it, well, it's 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 um it's a good piece of songwriting. It really lends itself. Have we well talked to... about this, John? Hmm. How the lead, the song, I don't know if Lee Greenwood wrote the song mm-hmm. uh, that made the whole world cringe, but uh, I think the, um, I think that song is good at what it is. And I think, I think the chorus is unbelievably restrained. They didn't do a truck driver key change. They didn't mm-hmm. do anything cute. It's very restrained. Well, <clears throat> I was, I was about to say that I think it, it worked very well in its time, mm-hmm. right? As, as what it was intended to do. Reagan era pap. It's a, it's a, um. It's it's pre-Reagan though, right? I mean, it's. it's I don't know. Uh, I, the li- the, I, I'm not applauding the lyrics. Well, this is what I mean. <clears throat> it works great at 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 a first level, and then it's you could not write a song that works better at an ironic level, right? right. Like it also you we sing it all the time, almost like a parody, like a like a sort of like a parody of a sort of like Frank Capra or. I guess famously, I don't like when people knock on uh, Norman Rockwell, but a a kind of idyllic uh, uh, yearning for a past that never existed, at least for black people. It's a perfect song. It's, it's, it's one of the songs or it's one of the culture items that, that uh, presaged the death of irony because you couldn't parody Mm -hmm. it. It's already a perfect parody of itself. And, uh, and you'll know, you know this because now third generation parody, right? Like third wave third wave parody um you can you can actually third, sing, third wave you're saying there's a third way third 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 wave irony yeah okay third which wave is, irony all right which is which is post gen x irony okay. now filtered and that through turns it. into yeah. fourth wave sarcasm exactly okay it um you can sing the song absolutely all the way through just using the lyrics her and der and everybody knows exactly you know it's like a herpaderp he should he he didn't even need to write lyrics he could have just that's your version of scrambled eggs yeah herpaderp i was herpaderp and derpaderp but only if a thing is herpaderp right you can't you can't hurt. Oh, you can't something fake it. It's like if you if too many people say rhubarb and it sounds like they're all saying rhubarb, it doesn't sound like a real uh, room mm. full of people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a there's a limited a limited license herpaderp that sh- that must sh- should and must only be applied to a true song that is herp and derp. That's right. A thing has to be herp in order for herpaderp to to work. Huh. Right. You can't just put herp derp on on anything because a lot of things aren't herp and they're not derp. Herp derp, herp derp. You're right. Yeah. No, it doesn't work. No. Nope. A thing. A thing has to have intrinsic herp. For God, this is a. I, yeah, I don't like to, to say this, especially to you, but this conversation is becoming a, a little bit European, perhaps even a little bit French. <laughs> it is a little French. Yeah. It is a little French. We're I talking about I don't the like semiotics that. of herp and derp. Uh, absolutely. The uh, difference. <laughs> so so uh so today is memorial day and i i can say that on this show because you consistently publish the show the day we record it often within an hour i try (laughs) and uh and if all the the technology lines up and i don't have to lay a wreath if you know what i mean i'll be fine (laughs) By the way, thank you for coining that new phrase in my pantheon. I don't like to, I've been admonished by a friend of the show, John Syracuse, to never mention anything anyone else says in, a, in texting, which I honor. And, uh, yep. but you did, I'll be right back after I wait. <laughs> Hang on. I'm glad, I'm okay. glad to uh, give you pleasure uh, on, the, on the other end. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, anyway, uh, yes, I try. I like to turn it around and yeah. um I feel like, you know, content oh god, now they got me doing it. Content. F- fuck. <laughs> uh, I from now on I'm going to mentally substitute stuff. Mm. 
I just need, and like, so like when people say that somebody's a creative, you can't be an adjective, um, but a creative mm. or somebody who makes stuff, mm. I mm. feel like stuff, that, that wreath starts wilting fairly quickly after it has been um, produced. Mm. And so mm. like, you got to get it, you got you to gotta get it out fast, like a wreath. Well, you know, the, uh, the other shows I do uh, now, um, uh, uh, Omnibus, we, we are recording shows now that will come out in August. So anytime Is Ken secretly make, joining the space program or something, he, you know, because he sometimes has to go, he has to go down to Los Angeles, but also we like to keep a comfortable, a comfortable pad. It was a true friendly fire. We had months and mm -hmm, months mm -hmm. in the can. One of the tragedies of friendly not, fires. Just to be clear here, they're not, yeah. e e apart from probably some references, the idea is they're meant to be, as a wreath would be evergreen. Evergreen. Yeah. You could like put it out now or you could lay that wreath in a month or two and it wouldn't. Sure, you should. Yeah. Be able to listen to it anytime. Okay. There, there are probably three months worth of recorded Friendly Fire episodes that are just in limbo forever. Oh, Tears and Rain. Yeah, they're just out Talking there. Talking about French, like, do they Some exist? of the great ones. Some of the great ones. Right. I don't even remember. Maybe maybe the if greatest If you hadn't ones. apologized wrong, would, would, uh, would, they, would people be out there in the world right now? I think I apologized right. It was just that. It's the world it was, that was wrong. It was the herpaderp. That's it's right. The, it went it's the herpaderps that got small, like Gloria Swanson says. <laughs> um, Gloria and then Swanson's with Dan, hungry man. of course, when you uh -huh. record a show, I don't know. This is probably not true of the show that you do with Dan, but when hmm. I record a show with Dan, I have no idea when it's going to come out. Could come out that afternoon. Could come out six weeks later. I don't. I, I it's know. become a little, it's become a little puzzling how the whole process works. Yeah, no, I'm, I have zero insight into it. But with you, I know mm. I can make a topical reference. I can say today is Thanksgiving, and listeners who are Johnny on the spot will be uh, like, "It is Thanksgiving." I, I see. You could make like a, a a Paul Pelosi DUI reference, and it yeah. would kill. <laughs> For another hour, so let's try and wrap this up soon. Yeah, well, but the thing is that then people listen to Roderick on the line four or five times all the way through the whole the whole catalog. Oh, right. And, and they get to say, "Oh, I you, I remember that Memorial Day." Oh, I remember you know what's, that Memorial what's funny Day. about that? And I have I have suffered from this. I mean, there's the one kind of reference that dies really quickly. Like, for example, I I don't, I don't have anything against COVID. Uh, you know, no, no. But like the shows, you, like, you, you, you say both sides. You. You well, I think there's the, good the people on uh, on both both corona novel coronaviruses. The but the um for example, like there's a whole s season of the terrible TV show Grey's Anatomy that my family and I continue to watch. It's a terrible mm. show, but they did this whole season that like was like done during COVID, and they had this whole like throat clearing about this season is very special season. It's going to address COVID, and then I think what they did was they threw up a slide, an intertitle at the beginning of the next season, and just said from now on we're going to act like that season doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> because like nobody wants to hear a thing about COVID and like you just turn on, you say, Oh, I'm going to have my relaxing time. I'm going to watch Tim Gunn, Tim and Heidi talk about fashion stuff. It's like, we're here in our villa because he's Humpty Hump. We're here in our villas because of COVID. <laughs> I'm like, it work. Shoot an arrow like Cupid. Use a word that don't mean nothing like looped it. Make it work. There's that kind of reference that's ho hopelessly dated. For example, in a, in a relatively well-known talk that I did at the company Google, uh, mm. When trying to refer to a juggernaut, uh, this one will always stick in my craw, is mm. that I'm trying to refer to a juggernaut of a social media site that, just for the sake of argument, I'm going to say a name here, and everybody will know, ooh, yeah, that thing, that will always be huge. And that was MySpace. Oh, I've heard of it. Right. And if I'd waited, if that had, not waited, but if that had been a few months later, you know, it probably would have been Facebook. There's a there's a funny bit in the My Brother, My Brother and Me TV show where Griffin um, talks about the water bottle thing where you throw the water bottle and it tries to land. And he's like, God, I wish it had been, I wish it had been like a month later and I could have said fidget spinners and it would have sounded more contemporary. So hmm. there's the kind of reference, like a Paul Pelosi reference that is going to be a lot. It's not funny now. And it'll be mm. even less funny next week. But mm. Then there's the unintentional ones where you go, Oh, that's when John was running for uh public office so i can you know what i mean i can yeah. date that to a certain time there's the kind that just died because it was too au quran at the time you didn't realize it and then there's the kind that you kind of can't help but get away from you refer to like somebody having a baby versus having oh. a teen that All kind right. of thing i think that's nice personally i do too i'm yeah. mad at me you know, like they say, like the lady says on uh, on uh, on um, the Gilded Age, uh, I don't hate you, I hate my life. Okay? Oh. So, right? She's a very good character. Oh, uh, she's from Harlem. That's good. Yes. 
and uh-huh. and uh, but I but I, uh, I I don't love that about myself and saying MySpace, but I think that's all fine. It's just that if you do a topical show, the wreath you place in your bowl will last longer. The thing about you and and uh, the are thing we talking about, about me? me so much? Am I dying? Be honest. <clears throat> no, 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 no. You're you, Merlin. You have many, many great Jesus years. Jesus Christ, left. John. What's happening? Who is no, this? No, no, no. You're fine. No, your heart is fine. It's still uh, it, you, you have you have full capacity. Both chambers of your heart. Both <laughs> my knees are not great. Your heart. <laughs> <laughs> my knees no. are really. I I hurt my couple couple now a couple months ago. I got I uh, got myself an ankle injury sleeping. And huh? now I've got two knee injuries from sleep. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> poor, poor baby. <laughs> what? Like you don't sleep? It's hard. No, it's hard. You're back. Yeah. You're an active sleeper. You can injure your ankles. Oh, just, I like to just stay in shape. Just sleeping. <laughs> oh, I fell in my keys. <laughs> the and thing so is, anyway, you're, you, you, know, you like memes. You, you're a meme. You what? like memes. I what like memes. What the fuck memes. are you talking about? <laughs> but we don't. You mean like where cats go, yum, 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 that kind of thing? That kind of meme? We don't, like, no, no, no. Big memes. Big memes. I'm oh, not, not talking memes. about little. like Washington. Memes. I'm not talking about yeet. I'm talking about <laughs> huge. <laughs> I'm a long memes. Oh, oh I see. I see is a meme. You know, memes, thought technology. So my heart's, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. My heart's in the right place, but my knees are bad. Your knees are bad. My knees are not great. But, uh, but no, we like memes, but we, you know, the, what's great is that we don't, we don't, we don't spend too much time on memes, small memes. We're I brought not- this up with you recently, that there's things we think about for the future. And it's always a concern of mine in a way that I would never say publicly that we, keep everything in the canon or as you like to say everything that's in the show is in the show Mm. Mm -hmm. right whatever stays it stays in the show stays in the show i don't even remember what our own phrase is and frankly i don't care because if you (laughs) sit too long on a toadstool eventually your ass will touch the ground did anyone ever yes did anyone don't float on water did you ever get iced did you ever get iced 2004 2006 no 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 ice bucket challenge no no i also didn't milk crate walk well, no, I, I, there was ice bucket challenge, but then there was getting iced, which was a thing that went around oh. the festival circuit, uh, yeah. one summer where if somebody walked up to you, knelt on the ground in front of you and held up a Michelob ice and you didn't have some oh. kind of challenge coin, or you weren't able to spin around before and put your finger through the, through the keyhole. Oh, this is like playing werewolf or something. Like you, you need to keep your hand on a swivel because somebody might ice you on you bending. You might get iced. That's right. And if you turn around <laughs> and somebody's standing there holding a Michelob ice and they're standing and they're on one knee, you had to drink it. Is Michelob ice? I don't even remember. I think so. Michelob ice. And part of the meme, <laughs> part of the part of the the third generation irony was that nobody liked Michelob ice. It was a thing that should have existed. We're made for Michelob ice. <laughs> And, uh, and, and the, but this is the thing during that entire time. Well, wait, we weren't recording this show yet. Well, it was, it was seven years before, but I take your point. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. We never ice bucket challenge each other because okay, so you, you walk over somebody <laughs> backstage with yeah. a big orange igloo tube of ice water, like one would pour on a coach's head. Yeah. And then you're not proposing marriage. You're proposing ice. I got ice bucket challenged by Nick Harmer of mm-hmm. death cat for cutie uh during a time when things that happened on twitter were very serious if somebody like if somebody was like here you go like i'm passing the baton to you it's like ah, it's oh, like oh, twitter. oh oh you know what oh sorry you're taking me back that was a big part of this and i am a little bit as you say allergic to those like you just got tagged <laughs> <laughs> it's how Snapchat is ruining children. Well, I reject. It's how, it's how I, I Snapchat not, is. First of all, I did not know I'd been tagged, and I rejected. Yeah, I reject I, you your mean, tag. One may not arbitrarily tag me and induce me to be obliged to do something. What do you think this is? Email. It was a thing, and I got. Tagged I remember for it's for ALS. Challenge. It's the luckiest like, man, man, man on the face of the earth. Oh, no, too, too soon. soon. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Mac Weldon. You can learn more about Mac Weldon right now by visiting macweldon.com slash supertrain. Hey, it's springtime. You know, it's on the way and everybody wants to look their best. I know I do. My best is not much, but you know, it's what I've got just as God made me. Mac Weldon is the expert when it comes to stylish essentials that are perfect for the new season. Whether you want to upgrade your sweats collection or you need gear that stands up to the changing weather, Mac Weldon has exactly what you're looking for. And if that's not convenient enough, let me tell you about Mack Weldon's Daily Wear System. 
All the clothes work together for real. So whether you're headed to work or going for a run or just hanging out on the couch, getting dressed takes no effort at all, which as it happens is exactly as much effort as I like to apply to it. I want to say about Matt Weldon's new Atlas collection. The Atlas collection includes the Atlas jogger, the half zip and full zip jacket. They're built for rain or shine with a comfortable water resistant and eco-responsible fabric so that you can feel as good in them as you look wearing them. For anyone who's looking to step up their daily routine, do not miss these. I'm a big fan of Mac Weldon. I'm wearing Mac Weldon right now, which is probably no surprise, but they're my daily go-to. I don't want to go on about it. It'd be unseemly, but I am a big fan. And I think you should be a big fan too. So what you do right now, you go check out Mac Weldon for yourself and you're going to save 20% on your first order. Simply go to macweldon.com slash supertrain. Enter our very special promo code supertrain. Once again, that's macweldon.com slash supertrain. Promo code supertrain for 20% off. Find your perfect look for this spring. Our thanks to Mac Weldon for supporting Roderick on the line and all the great shows. That's a meme. <laughs> no, but but I but it was the it was the first. What was time. it called? The Iron Giant. What was the his Iron name? Giant. Was that Cal Ripken? No, he's the Iron, the Iron Man. No, who the am Iron I thinking Giant. of? Was it was a well, you know? I no, cried. I know it's Lou Gehrig. And end. what was his name? Yankee Clipper. Yankee Clipper. Is that Joe DiMaggio? I think that's Jolton Joe. Fuck. Where has he gone? Huh. <laughs> what was a what was I? Oh, I I saw a picture. <laughs> I follow Richard Nixon on Twitter. Yeah, that's, great. I, that's a great account. Yeah, and he he, he nails it. He really of, nails a like nineteen seventy six in his he, repose, walking the beach in big shorts. Richard Nixon. Yeah, you can hear it in his voice. It's really clever and yep. also smart. But he uh, he posted a picture of Yogi Berra screaming at an umpire as Jackie Robinson stole, stole home in the fifty three series or whatever. And it was the you know it was one of those pictures that like I want to give it a Pulitzer Prize now. I want to give it a retroactive well, like high, high speed photo that really captures like a, a moment. One of those, one yeah. of those, like you'd see in time in like a life magazine, um, coffee table book when we were kids, one of those yes. kind of photos where you're like, you know, yeah. And you know, you know, it was taken with a large format camera and you could probably zoom in and go right up his nose because the picture is so just beautiful, just right. beautiful. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, so Yogi Berra and that oh, was, but, with, it was his name, so not the Iron Giant, what's he called? Ah, you know, I'm a, I yeah. wish I knew more baseball ball lore because I like going to baseball games. Like the last the last decade, I've gone to more <clears throat> I've gone to more Mariners games than any other sporting event in my life. You know, I go to mm -hmm. ten of them a year. Well, because you have rock and roll baseball friends, and they keep you honest, yeah. right? They get your but ass I have, in the seat. I have zero, and I and I love all the bunting, and I love the like. Oh, the history. Yeah, you know, I love John. I love small ball. You normally, like normally I make sports jokes and I don't really know what the term means, but uh, I like it when I like, well, I don't know the technical term for what small ball equals, except I know it to mean you're not swinging it for the fences, as we yeah. say, you're yeah. trying to get on base. And it's the same reason I like, like watching basketball. I like watching basketball because it is in the words of sports commentators, very athletic. It, there's a lot of athleticism. There's a lot of athleticism out there yeah. on the, uh, on the boards. Yeah. You like Ichiro baseball. Which I, is hit I, those infield, uh, you know, and make them hard to catch. I, I, I won't turn away a dinger, but I, I also like a bouncing bounce. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure. I mean, you those, I mean? those you, get, you get it between that guy and that other guy, oh, and you get this guy over perfect, here who can't get the ball. Exactly. You put it right between those guys. There's like three guys, four this guys. Ball's also nice right because four. you don't have to pay attention. Well, it's, it's very unlikely and, something's going to happen that you won't be able to catch up on. You can eat two or three times in the space of a, a what is often an eight-hour game. You could stare like what I like to do when I get hot dogs. Like, if, for mm. example, I'm speaking here about hot dogs. Yeah. But like when we go to the movies or we go to the ballpark, I've never bought one hot dog for anybody. No. Why? And would I definitely you? buy two hot dogs for myself. Sometimes more. And you know yeah. what I do when I go to that little go to the little stand? I, yeah. I squirt up my hot dogs uh, differently. And so, like, I'll, I'll break some rules. I'll, I'll put my finger in the, in the eye of Yogi Berra. I'll, I'll do usually, like, a straight mustard. I'll do some of the ones with those little, uh, the little bunions and relish. I'll put up that on. I'll have two different hot dogs. And the time it takes me for, to for me to ruminate on two $11 hot dogs and decide which one to pick, even if I hear and, and the ball goes uh -huh. somewhere, I'll be, I'll, I'll be able to catch up. Yeah, you get back and you're like, what happened? With, what happened? With basketball... Like when we're watching, like right now, you know, there's a local team that's doing that does well, and mm. we, um, and you know, it's something my my uh, my lady friend and I enjoy watching. And not, I mean, I, I don't follow sports, no. but but one way, I mean, just in passing, one way I think we differ a little bit. It's impossible not to notice that Madeline really wants the Warriors 
to win. Yes. She wants the Warriors to be ahead in a game, and which often does not happen in the first or second quarter because they're famously a third and fourth quarter team. Yeah, but it's it's so fucking, it was so fun to watch this series that just concluded with the Mavericks because both teams are great. And you know one reason they're great is there's not just one good guy. You that's could nice. argue that's slightly true. Nah, it's not fair. The Mavericks have one guy who's just a fucking juggernaut and then some other guys that are really good. I mentioned him. He's the guy I mentioned who I said looks like he's about to get fired from a Home Depot. But it's so fun to watch two teams where there's a bunch of people who are good. And even the, the, the what do they call it in England, the backbench. You bring in the, this, the second string. Those guys are great. These young kids. You get this Jordan Poole kid. What the fuck's this guy doing? If I tried to ponder my hot dogs now, title, if I tried to ponder my hot dogs while, uh, while Steph is passing to Clay, Clay gets it behind his back. Well, who's this coming up the middle? Fucking Draymond. Draymond's got five fouls in the first quarter, and he's already going, uh, dunk. And I go, and I got, I got my hot dog in my hand. Whereas with, with, with the basketball, there is no time to wait. And then I go, duk, 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 and we watch, watch it again. I'm like, I scream from the other room. I say, get in here. Clay, Clay Thompson just, just hit. You know, he hit a three. He hit a swisher. He hit a three pointer from like Connecticut. That's exciting. Whereas baseball, you have time to visit with your friends, you know, and talk about five four time and whatnot. The thing, the thing about uh, basketball, in my experience, is that yes, Mm -hmm. all of that is true, but also, really, the only thing that matters in basketball is the last three minutes of the game because they're always the last three minutes of the game takes forty five minutes. Yeah, more or less tied right up until the end, and you could just—I don't remember which comedian said it—but you could just watch the last three minutes. Oh, it's a thousand percent true. Three minutes long. Also, because you're burning off, like you've been holding your timeouts to use advantageously, right? If somebody gets—see, personally, I don't believe in heat. I understand the idea of heat. You don't believe in heat. Well, sometimes it—you know—I don't think you're supposed to talk about this. Is like saying the Scottish play. I don't think you're supposed to talk about heat or time travel, but uh, heat. <clears throat> it's something where you'll go like, Jesus Christ, Clay Thompson was out for so long and now he's back and he was like playing. And he's got heat. Well, but <clears throat> now he's back to being, he's, he's back to being one of the Splash Brothers. This uh, guy can, can, mm. can throw some dingers, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to clear my throat. <clears> throat> small ball. <laughs> you he's got small, he, he can play small ball. Big, big hands, small hearts can't lose. Uh-huh. I think we should start a new show that's just sports. We just do sports it's talking. Just sports it's with John and Merlin. <laughs> we just talk it's about It's got sports. a real Marshall. Brum, bum, bum, brum, bum, <laughs> no Beatles. Oh, no Hitler. Oh, big wiggle. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would be exactly this, and it's just yeah. sports. Thing is, so yes, you're going to use your timeouts judiciously because, okay. okay, so heat. Heat is this idea that like, like a hot Separate street. from yeet. It's not... It's I a, don't understand that. I, yeet and sus are so confusing to me. Mm. And I feel like I'm doing a hate crime on somebody whenever I... Okay, so here's the thing. You get I'm down ready. to... You're, you're getting, you think you're getting hot. John. Uh, oh. Pop quiz, hot shot. How, do, how does one determine whether one is hot right now? Oh, are they on a streak? Doing a heat check. No, you start out on a streak and then you do a heat check. You do a heat check. Is there like a meter at the bottom of the screen that kind of like goes the roar uh, of the crowd? If you could consider that a meter, uh, heat check. If you think round is funny, but if you when you got you when you're hot, when you're really producing literally <laughs> visible heat, uh-huh. like stink lines. Oh wait, wait, wait. Do they do they have? Oh, why do they not have this? Where they where they have a infrared camera on the <laughs> on the game and they show which player is the hottest. <laughs> yeah. See, I was gonna say it's a heat check where you try some completely bananas shot when you haven't really set up. You know what I mean? You're off balance and you somehow get a three pointer. And then, and, but then that, yes, of course. Oh, you did it. But then free hot dogs Uh, for uh, everybody. uh. We have, we have detected heat. Heat check. He yeet. (laughs) Sus. Um, you, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. I I have so much, I've written down things to talk to you about, which I normally don't do. Oh, oh! And I'm oh, not, but, I feel like I'm taking this off. This is like you getting me off Paul Lynn and Kiss. Did you ever no, get, a, it, did you end up watching the video? Detroit the Paul Lynn and Kiss video. The Detroit Rock City on the Paul Lynn uh, Paul Lynn Halloween special. Oh, you is know this you, show. I feel like it was. It was. You posted it, and then there were a bunch of people on my uh, on my uh, Patreon site that were talking about the video, and I read their comments. It's kind of like I don't go to see the movies, but I do read the reviews. Oh, I of understand the films. completely. Yeah, uh, but I never actually watch it. I'm a huge Paul Lynn fan. <laughs> uh, it's just that Kiss has a way. I, his face is on my desk right this Paul second. Lynn. Paul yeah. Lynn. Oh, I'll send it to you. I have I have a hardware device on my desk that has a picture of Paul Lynn on it, and I'll send it to you. Go ahead. Please continue. <laughs> uh, so anyway, there was that. 
Oh no, but you have things written down and I always love, I, you know, we, people ask me all the time, yeah. what do you guys prepare? And I say, I don't. Yeah. It's uh, called it life. Does, <laughs> it Look it up. Seem Read like a book. Does, but sometimes it sounds like maybe he does. So, oh, uh, well, you should never know. I mean, you know, right, right, right. Well, that's, you're great at that. You're great at not, I don't know. You're great at me. not. I knowing. swear to Christ, if I'm dying and you didn't tell me, I'm going to be so frustrated with you. Cause it sounds <laughs> like you might be doing some kind of, I feel like I might be dying. I got these knees. And then, yeah. and you're, uh, and you're being nice to me. I don't know why. No, no, it's congestive heart failure is the thing we have to worry about. Congestive heart failure. Oh, that's the other, the kind, the other kind's okay. Because the, the problem is you can't tell. You can't tell until you're out of breath. And you're you like, why am I out of breath? You can't tell until you're out of breath. Is the, I, no, wait, do you know about this? Is this a thing? Yeah, it's a thing. Is this well, a Dick Cheney thing? Is this when you get the cheese, cheese in your lungs or whatever, where like your heart be. can't move? Yeah, I think it is. Oh I think shit, it is. I don't want that. Are they, is so, it occluded, John? Is it occluded? I think well, you know it's blockage. There's always there's there's some blockage, but blockage. then your heart gets and you, then the, you can't the, even lay lay a wreath anymore. The wall of your heart gets too thick, oh, and then it can't no. work because it's too it's too thick. Too the thick. wall's too thick, huh? You know the I the the hot tub's too hot. Yeah, the yeah, chair's yeah. too small, and the wall yeah, you of your you heart like is too color thick. Your mini golf balls. Yeah, so it's it. So that's a, in my family. There's no we don't get we don't have cancer. We don't have dementia, but our hearts. It's our <laughs> hearts that are the issue. Now, now you sound like a parody of a jingoistic song, which would be "Oki from Muskogee" by the great Merle Haggard. Now a lot of people thought that "Oki from Muskogee" was an anti hippie song, when in fact it was basically a before its time parody. Of anti-hippie songs. When he says, we don't smoke marijuana in Muskogee. <laughs> but of course he was smoking marijuana. Of course, he's fucking Merle Haggard. He he's one of the outlaws. So much Wasn't he marijuana. an outlaw? He was an outlaw, right? He was. He was an outlaw. Um, all right, I'm going to send this picture of Paul Lynn, but please continue. Talk about whatever you want. I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm probably well, dying. It, you know, it's <laughs> it's Memorial Day, and, yes. uh, and, and I don't know if I told you. Did I tell you that my dad's grave has a headstone now? Uh, well, uh, to... Uh, respond to a slightly different question. I was not aware that your your wonderful late father, uh, who I treasured my time with, uh, I was yes. not aware that he did not have one. He's a veteran. My dad was a veteran. He got a headstone. And he was just a corporal. Your dad right. literally shot a Japanese zero out of the sky with a sidearm. That's right. So I imagine he would have gotten, I, I have to imagine, I don't mean any disrespect to, to those who served uh-huh. <clears throat> in the blue or the gray. But yeah. but it seems to me that that the more things like shooting a Japanese zero, uh, you eventually get like a Chinese family or Jewish family sized, hilariously large approaching mausoleum Stanley Kubrick style gravestone that like sings and like reaches up into the sky. My dad's looks like a cafeteria tray. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we don't, we don't live in Brooklyn, so we don't have uh, we cemetery don't live here. in Brooklyn in Muskogee. <laughs> 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 New York so stupid. <laughs> San Antonio. <laughs> oh, no, so fuck. so uh, so <clears throat> here in Seattle, here in Seattle, there's there are some old cemeteries. There there was there used to be a cemetery down on on the, the the Denny Street, but then when they decided to lower all the hills in Seattle using uh using high pressure water in order to make Seattle more friendly to business back in 1910. Uh, they had to move that sound. Wait, this is an instance of like was I'm sorry, I was I was looking at Paul Lind. Something no. that was like regarded as blight or an impediment to growth uh, was, was leveled. Seattle I, originally what, what had high speed water. What is it? Seattle originally had seven <clears throat> hills like Rome. Mm-hmm. And they built up on these hills like San Francisco. There yeah, were we got, there I think were, we might have something like seven hills here. Yeah, there were cable cars in Seattle, the whole nine. Mm-hmm. And then right around the turn of the century, it was a thing where uh the city booster. Seattle has always had a, a kind of um, inferiority complex because it's it positioned itself. It, I don't know if you know this, but mm. at, uh, before the Great Fire of San Francisco, San Francisco was basically built out of logs and coal <clears throat> that came from Seattle. It's the whole reason we were here. I totally didn't know that. We were here to send raw materials to San Francisco to help you build it. And then you you, you set it on fire. Yeah, and then you had to rebuild it, and I think all those well, the, the, real, the real money was in you know milk and beds. As you, if you know. think, if you think about it's like, all it's like those being one of those uh, <clears throat> guys with the cigar and the hundred dollar bills. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like milk the, and beds. The, the the thing is, if, if you don't know who the prospector in the room is, it's probably you. Well, that's how Dawson City got built. But if you think of all Dawson those, City, <laughs> Dawson City. If you think about your house, your house is made of wood. Pick up where, the pace. Where, Where'd that wood come from? There's no freaking. There's oh no my freaking god! It's like I'm a 14 year old boy again. Okay. There's um, no. There's no wood in California. You can't live I mean, on a fraction. Yeah, that's right. What okay. Is, what, so so you guys, coming, you saying that you wirehousers up there? I think that's yeah. how you pronounce it. 
Uh-huh. You say Warehouser? Yeah, Warehouser. The where you Warehousers and whatnot, and you all of you uh, Bellinghams up there, yeah. you guys are, are selling us Morning Wood, yep. and yep. then we're we're putting it in the service of uh, of panning. Yeah, you're making you're making. Couldn't, there's the no stuffs. San Francisco without really really hateful Catholics and uh, and and Seattle is what you're saying, or PNW uh, writ large. True. All uh, everything you say is true. Oh. Uh, we all, we only had logs and coal until somebody discovered that the ocean was full of fish, but that that came later. And I think we learned that from the Native Americans. They were like, you know, there's fish in these them oceans. Okay. And we were like, oh, what do you know? <laughs> it was just a way to to take coal to San Francisco. But so the oldest <laughs> graveyard, fish. the oldest graveyard that still exists in Seattle is a lake is called Lakeview Cemetery. It's a big graveyard. It's where Bruce Lee is buried. Oh wow. And Brandon Lee. And uh, on all the founders of Seattle, they all have obelisks up there, and uh, and it's right by Volunteer Park, and it was right, basically, kitty corner from the house my dad grew up in. And did, so, did you guys? But so you know, San Francisco, for example, one of the yes, wackadoo things about San Francisco is that we we do not today have this. Well, basically, San Francisco decided a long time ago for reasons that there was not going to be uh burials i'm gonna say graveyards or cemeteries we're not you're not gonna have burials in the city limits and some still exist you know again like the hateful catholics there's a few of those but that's all down in harold and maude country Uh that all happens down in like daily city coma that area Uh right Uh so and they even went so far as you know they dug up a bunch of graves and 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 like moved them right so but now now that is yeet oh sus yeet sus um (laughs) And the, my question to you is this: Like, did, did you have was so? Did it start out? Oh God, we got to talk about the thing I sent you, strong mm-hmm. counts. But so it starts out as like there's a graveyard over here, right? Yeah. And like, did you guys have like a graveyard district? Uh, well, they had to move a couple of graveyards because they tore the hills down because the high city, speed water. Yeah, the city boosters were like, "We're never going to grow and become a new capital of the West." If it's we like don't it's like a parking lot before there were cars. Like when you and Jesus Christ, you don't want to talk to me this week about about stuff with the, that book. This book has like infected my fucking brain. Yeah, and yeah, now yeah. you're like, oh my god, you want to go replace this area with like this this block sized area, which currently produces. Uh, nobody likes it because all the stores are little, and it could be a goldfish store or a vape shop. Ooh, we don't like mm-hmm. that. Taxable nope. re- revenue on that a lot higher than this fucking one month old big box store that nobody wants with enough parking for a fucking Disney park. And parking yeah. lots, as as my my strong towns people say, parking lots do not provide jobs. No, all those little the, all those little stores could all be guitar stores, Merlin. They Every could all little be, town and in if America. You weren't, and weren't didn't suck like most cities. And you know you know what you're going to love about this book, John? It's all about zoning and how zoning is the problem. I, know zoning... I was going to do a TV show. I was going to do. We'll talk about that in a second. I was going to do a TV right. show that had that same plot. And maybe I'll maybe I'll call the, these people and. But we'll a parking start a lot TV was a show. graveyard. Wait, first it's a parking lot, now it's a 7-Eleven, chocolate chip cookies, paved paradise, and made a graveyard. Uh, the, the unusefulness of a parking lot is perhaps analogous to, I'm, 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 this is meant as a question, but sounds like a comment, mm. in early days of Seattle and growing beyond the ramshackle huts. If you think about Brooklyn, did a graveyard become like the equivalent of like, holy shit, I can't, no, we don't have cars to park here. We're parking, but it's a parking lot for dead people. It wasn't that it was, okay. you know, like the founders all had to be buried somewhere or, or their, or their kids that died of typhus. Oh, if you think it, not outside it, of church. Um, I don't know, maybe at the very beginning, but the yeah. church is all burned down because you know, that's what happens. But if, if you think about Brooklyn, New York, uh, it's one fifth grade graveyards. Brooklyn, New York's got you can all just those. Walk up and go see Alexander Hamilton's grave. I think he's outside of church. Yeah, it's all those mafia graveyards where where, where they're all standing around, and it's it's, it's uh, you know you know Polly didn't move Strozzi fast. He, he, didn't the, have, he didn't have to move for anybody. But uh, but but in Seattle, they moved the <laughs> old graveyards. Me. So there's oh, there's two graveyards up on Capitol Hill. One of them is a Civil War graveyard. That Civil people don't really war. know about, and it's full of Confederate veterans of the war. Because wait, wait, you guys of... fought? You wait, you guys fought on Confederate no. side? <clears throat> no, we didn't. But after, oh, but they had to we, bury him somewhere. We weren't a state at the time, but uh, but but a lot of Confederate veterans moved west after the I war see. and came here, okay. and so there's a you know they all died of old age, I but there's see. a Confederate okay. graveyard <clears throat> here that recently <clears throat> nobody even knew it was there. It was just a place to to walk your dog. Uh, because it didn't have a fence around it. It was just kind of in the middle of a neighborhood. Yeah. It's, uh, there's a point where the people really drop off on the maintenance of things like that. It's like, yeah. you you know what I mean? It's like the, you reach a yeah, point. Yeah. The last great grandmother dies and then yeah. mm, somebody mows it. There's a, there's a, there, there's a 
Uh, some there's uh, one proud boy uh, with like hundred dollars. Proud boy with a Mike Brady mower <laughs> goes up there. Probably, <laughs> probably somebody put uh, put some money into an endowment to maintain it, and it probably has fifty million dollars in it right now. But no, but there's only one law firm that administers it, and the oh, and the lawyer is eighty nine years old. We're alive, and he could make that movie. He could find <laughs> out, like you know. And I'm not saying like he plays a little boy, but it would be a little bit like the toy. Yeah. Or something like that, where then he would become the, oh, you know what he is? He's the lawn guy. He's the caretaker. He, That's Yeah, right. he's like the Chance the Gardener guy. He comes out, and then they discover, we, we don't know who else to give this money to. And he's like, well, I guess I could give it, I could take it wherever you want it to go. And you're like, no, no, sir, you don't understand. I'm the executor of the Confederacy, and now you own the most valuable graveyard in the Pacific <laughs> Northwest. <laughs> Well, the graveyard that was, I mean, for the 30 years I've lived in Seattle, yeah. it, was, it was completely ignored. And then in the last, whatever, four years, somebody discovered it was there. And then it became a cause celeb, like, how dare they? And somebody spray painted the- Oh, because it's our history or it's because not, it's It's not a statue of Robert E. Lee either. It's right. just some, it's just a, an obelisk. I don't even remember. No, I've been there a thousand it's what, times. It's what remains of people who've been dead for a hundred years. Yeah. And it's not even, well, no, hundred, yeah, a hundred or more. And it's not even a Confederate graveyard. It's got both, it's got both sides, both Merlin. Sides. The graveyard mm -hmm. celebrates both sides. There's good, good, good remains on both sides. But anyway, so in the great in the big graveyard near next door, mm -hmm. uh, so my family has a plot there that they've had since eighteen what not seven, and uh, and it's got all my ancestors buried in it, all these people, and then my aunt and her husband bought the adjoining grave plot, and all of uh, the, they're <laughs> all buried there. Plot. And then they were like, oh, well, we're going to erect this big stone. And then my uncle was like, well, we're going to put in a bench. And, it, <clears throat> you know, it became a whole park. Okay. And <clears throat> my dad, being the oldest son of the, you know, uh, and, and the patriarch uh, for the last 20 years of his life, mm -hmm. uh, he said, well, I, you know, I want to be buried in the goddamn place. <laughs> Save but, your bench. But because the the piece of paper of the grave and, and I've seen the old, the old book where all, every, all everything's written in, drawn in, in quill ink. Mm -hmm. And it says right there, you know, it's written in. Until you put a body there, you're just buying land really. Well, yeah. Like, but and you so, have the plot book that lays out. I remember this with my dad, again, with my dad's, uh, uh, grave. Yeah. Yeah. But like you, you, so like you, so you come in and like, you're going to say, oh, in that fancy, nice area over there where there's some bodies buried. And you buy like a certain number of spots. You buy like a, a rectangle of land inside that for your people. Is that the, how it worked? Well, yeah. And the old ones were like, they were meant to have two coffins in them side by side, mom and dad. Okay. Uh, but after everybody started getting cremated, they were like, well, actually you can put 16 people in it if you're cremated. Oh, it's just envelopes. You can pile them up. Yeah. So it's all these people. Well, but the piece of paper or something, it fell to my uncle or my, you know, second cousin once removed who was my dad's cousin. And this he's, Jack? no, Junius. Junius, sorry. Okay. And Junius just sort of made it hard on dad. Just, just and, and dad was like, you know, his attitude about all that stuff was always like, fuck it. Mm -hmm. And so Junius said something like, well, I don't know, maybe, you know, my second 40 years from now, one of my grandkids is going to want to bury their dog there. And so I'm not so sure about, and my dad was like, fuck, it. you know what? Fuck it. And he went to the graveyard and he said, got any other spots? And they were like, oh, he, like, he did a, he did a, a Kobayashi Maru kind of. Yeah. And they were like, well, Bruce Lee is buried here. It's the cemetery has been full since 19, whatever, but you know, there's a new, we got a new thing. These, uh, this area that wasn't, that was originally platted as an alley, which we never used as an alley. It's just grass and it's right by your family plot. Not what? exactly by it. This is like two, a Stephen King level coincidence. It's two grave, two graves over. So here's your thing. Here's your uh -huh. other thing. And then mm -hmm. there's like the Johnsons and the Smiths have a grave here and then a grave here. Not not a full-size one either, just a little one. And then here's the alley, which we have vacated and we'll sell you a part of the alley. And my dad was like, fine, I'll get it. I'll take it. Mm -hmm. And so when he, when, it, when he died 
and I had his little urn. I went out there and they had, they had dug a hole and I showed up with the urn and nobody else was there. My, my, none of my family came and I'm standing there and it's two guys leaning on shovels, literally leaning on shovels and the funeral director guy in a, in a morbid suit. And I walk over and I'm holding this urn. It's kind of a blustery day. Mm. And I look at them and they're looking at me and I, I kneel down and I put the urn in the ground and then they stand there like, are you going to say a few words? And I was like, I don't know if you know about my family, but I am not going to fucking say a few words in front of you guys. And I actually said, would you guys go, you know, like run around or something, get out of here for a minute. I don't want you here. Get them all to, <laughs> I'm going to say, so I'm going to, I'm going to tell him yeah. like, this is the fucking end. So anyway, you know, yeah. via con Dios, right? Cause I put his pilot's license and some chocolate and, bars in, the in that instance, you strike me as, I mean, the exception that proves the rule, I guess that like you are not the kind of guy who's going to do a speech for clapping in front of three employees of the, no, I'm not going to say one Corinthians 13 right, says, right. you know, and, and so, uh, so they kind of like, I don't know, politely turned their back and I, <laughs> I put it in the ground and I, and I kind of, hmm. I gave him like a, like a, ah, I'll be back later to talk about this. You know, uh, <laughs> stay uh, your death. You know, like uh, go with God, and and they were surprised that I had no that I had nothing prepared, and it wasn't a thing. I didn't expect anybody to come. This was just a thing. You know, every Susan was in Indonesia. It's and also just whatever. weird. Like the like I, I am I'm feeling a little bit like um, shivery about this because it's one of those things where you s- circle back around to something that started as a real thing, <clears throat> became a um, metaphor, and then circles back. Like you, you're burying your father. Well, but and when people the, say like, I got to go back to, you know, I got to go back to Saskatchewan to bury my father. Well, like you were literally burying your father. Except not entirely because he, in the later years of his life. <laughs> just save some for sourdough. Yeah, he, he said, here's what I want. I want you to take some of my ashes oh, out to the middle of Lake it's Washington. It's like you and no potatoes. And I was like, all right, in the middle of Lake Washington, what's that about? Uh, right, like, right. Are you writing this down? One time I, you know, I swam across Lake Washington and Uncle Jack was in a boat and I swam the whole way and I want my ashes in the middle. And I was like, all right, middle of Lake Washington. And I want some more of my ashes up on the top of Mount Alyeska. All right, Mount Alyeska, got it. I'm going to take some up in a little jar up into the wind and some under the holly tree. We're great, granddad. Okay, the holly tree. I know where that is. And in the graveyard. So I had his ashes and I was sitting at the kit dining room table all alone. And I had gone and bought an urn, but a small urn. And I'm there like a cup measure going like, um, oh, God. All right, dad. I'm like, let's see. I got the middle of Lake Washington, the holly tree, the top of Mount Alyeska. And at one point he was like, and I want you to fly over Susitna and put the, and I was like, I'm not flying over Susitna. You have no, Susitna, it's a, it's a mountain that he could see from his office. And throw some at the fella in Nevada. I'm like, I'm not going to, exactly. I'm not going to, I'm not going to put some, you know, over the, over your cat's grave. We laugh, but that must have been like, think about that moment where like you, you start to say something like, here's where I want my ashes to be. And then you like start revisiting all the precious places in your mind. Yeah. I mean, that must be, that, uh, we kid, but like, that must've been a very mm, heavy moment for him. Oh, and the thing is he, he had, a, he had a vision. Yeah. You know, yeah. he, and he did not, he did not want his ashes just all together. He wanted to be spread into the wind. And I understand that my mm. mom has decided she wants to be bare. She wants to have a cherry tree planted in her. And I'm like, where, where? And then the, oh, the other day she was I'm like, surprised she hasn't already planted it herself. Well, she's, she's very oh assertive oh about God. making sure things, it strikes me. She's very assertive about making sure that everything is done correctly, yeah. let alone things that are important to her. Well now, okay. I'll, I'll get to this in a second. Okay. Sorry. So, 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 so the, the funeral director says to me, now, listen, this is an endowment cemetery, which means that when you buy a headstone, the cost of maintaining it is folded into the cost of the headstone. So, so the, now you pay, that you pay to whom that you pay to the graveyard people. Yes. And that it's is like an, it's the equivalent of like an annuity or a maintenance fee that like, 
Exactly. That oh, I pays. see. Like it's an like. I, did you say endowment? Is that what you said? An endowment. Yeah, exactly what it is. So like, here is like we're gonna open a new bank account with this much money in it that will cover the anticipatable uh, costs of taking care of this in perpetuity forever. Exactly. Okay. So right. buying the plot is one thing, but then you pay this endowment on the headstone, and that's why they mow it. So so th what they did was they put a temporary stone there in advance of me. Got it building an obelisk it's like your temporary tabs almost so i at the time i was you know this is like late long winters period but i hadn't yet gotten any money and i wrote all the relatives and i said all right uh we gotta put can get a headstone just, for dad orders of magnitude idea like without is it like five figures like how much are we talking about here? oh yeah 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 so, so, so like more more than you would have just like sitting around a cigar box yeah or or, or medium to high four, depending on, on what you want. Right. I get it. Okay. And I wrote everybody and I was like, look, some of you are rich. Some of you are old. Who wants to, who's the old rich person that wants to help me do this? And of course, everybody was like, I'll help, but yeah. I'm really bad at, you know, I went and, and looked at 7,000 gravestones and I was like, well, you know, I could have one with a, an eagle, or I could have a humble one that just mm -hmm. has a eternal flame. Or, and nobody wanted to jump in and, and actually help me do it. And so the years went by mm -hmm. and the groundskeepers. He's not going anywhere. Well, but the groundskeepers unendowed did not, did not maintain the stone and it They're grew They're checking over. a clipboard of who's endowed and yeah. who are the, the sad bastards that are not endowed. And if anybody did come to go visit that site... They'd be like, oh my God, what is happening at, in this case, Dave's grave? Well, so they didn't weed whack it and the ground oh gr grew over it. And then it was That's lost. It was lost. What? They we mislaid where he was? Well, I mislaid where he was. Don't they have, don't they have surveyors? Well, except it's all, it's in this alley where there was no uh, other graves. So it's just a okay. long green. So we would go, we go to the cemetery all the time because our whole family's buried there. We have events there, you know, and so we're, we're there every year. A, a couple of times. Be a good place for us, neighborhood stick fights. You know, 20 people standing mm -hmm. around. And uh, and then I would walk everybody over kind of 15 feet up and, and four feet to the left. And I would go, it's around here somewhere. And we would stand there and kick the grass and talk about dad. And, and it, it felt somewhat appropriate that <laughs> he was yeah. over here somewhere. Well, so a decade goes by. And several times people have said to me, whoa, what are you going to do with the, with the headstone? And I was like, ah, I got this eternal flame, but then this other one in black marble that has Dennis the menace on it. And then <laughs> that, you know, and there was a guy for a while that was building him out of Lucite. I thought might be cool. <laughs> Nothing happened. <laughs> you mean like, like an award you'd give to a salesperson? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I, like, like the MTV music video award. Or best, yeah, like for best kiss or whatever. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, so earlier this year. I'm sorry. <laughs> it would be kind of funny to get see, like, I mean, obviously it would be funny to see a, a um, not as far from the most expensive bowling trophy, but, but one that was like, you know, not, not a showy bowling trophy, but if there was a bowling trophy that just said Dave on it. But yeah. also I, I do like the idea of one of those like Lucite Cable Ace Award <laughs> looking <laughs> things. That'd be amazing, right? Oh, and yeah. with, the, with like a little model, a model T on the top. Definitely that shot down a zero with a 45. Anyway, earlier this year, my brother, Bart, who has just retired, he writes me and he goes, I want to put a gravestone up for dad. It's what, it's something I want to do. And I was like, oh yeah, that would be great. Well, within a week, he has sent me a, a, a gravestone that he's designed. Whoa. And it's, uh, it's very tasteful. And he goes, what do you think about this? And I was like, uh, that's amazing. I mean, it's been now uh, 16 years since dad died. 16 years? Is and, that a fact? Yeah. And I lost oh, the, uh, I lost the, or 15 years, I lost the gravestone many years ago, um, or his temporary one. And, um, and what, what is happening? You know, and he, and, and, and he was asking me like, is this okay? And I was like, uh, well, yeah, but uh, the eternal flame. And he was like, no, 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 screw you. I'm just going to, I'm going to, this is going to be real cut and dry. Bart's taken over. He's taken over. And I mm -hmm. was like, yeah, but I mean, what if we wanted to uh, Corinthians? To, yeah. Right. And he was like, nope. And so he had this stone done and he was like, I'm going to put the Navy 
I'm going to put the seal of the department of the Navy on it. Cause dad loved that. He flew for the Navy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, uh, do it. And he was like, I'm doing it. And then he has Bart always been this on point. Wasn't no, he, wasn't he sort of like in the missing Roderick generation? Uh, yeah, Bart, Bart was, Bart was a, a rock musician and Bart was the guy that would come over to your house for a half an hour to drop something off. And then he would call you two hours later and go, I think I left my wallet there. And you're like, how and now, did that? And now he's like the, the fucking uh, project guy. Yeah. That's cool. So good for him. So boom, 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 boom. The gravestone Whoa. appears. And so I had gone and talked and I'd forgotten about this. I had talked to the funeral director at some point a decade ago. And he said, well, the thing is that because the stone, because your dad's gravesite is in the alley, the stone has to face west. And I said, every other stone in the grave, every other stone in the graveyard faces east. So when you walk into the graveyard. Because son? I have no idea. That's how they built it. Okay. So when you walk in, you stand. Oh there. yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking now. Okay, I'm sorry. Without it's more like so. It's not so much about a sun thing. It's not like the way Mark Twain liked to sleep. That kind of thing. It's more like have you ever been to a graveyard where they're all cattywampus? Like right. they're always facing the same way. They like, face away. like books on a normal person's shelf. You pick you, you pick away and you face them that way. And maybe someone listening is like, wow. all gravestones face to the east because yeah. But I mean, that's very much one of those major twice cut once because once you have it strikes me that once you have two of those there. It's going to be a big project to change directions. Can't change direction, except in this case, because it's in the alley, alley. dad's stone faces, has to face West. And okay. I said, uh, well, that's patently ridiculous because every stone, it's going to be bizarre to have one grave in the entire cemetery facing the opposite way. And they said, no, 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 we don't want to confuse the people that are here because they're, they're going to think that his stone, if it faces east, they're going to think he's part of the, the Smith family. And I'm like, no one is going to think that. It doesn't say Smith on it. It says Roderick, and it's over here. Who, and who, like, would, who would, I, under, I do understand that everybody's there are people who care about everything, but who yes. that cares about that that's in one of those families would misunderstand that. It's not that it's the two people that work in the, in the graveyard office that have the big book that's written in quill pen. Yeah. Get it in their head. Got it in their head 50 years ago that the alley faced the other way. And although they have never sold a grave in the alley, there are no other graves in the alley. in their minds and it's institutional. So when you, when you talk about it, they all are just like, yes, but this one goes to 11 and it's like, no, 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 you're not listening to me. It doesn't have to, there's zero reason for it. And they're like, but, but it does, it's right here in the book. And so Hmm. I was ready to burn the whole place down. And Bart in his super chill, where's my wallet way was like, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter to anybody, but you, you're the only one that cares. And I'm like, I'm not the only one that cares. God cares. And he's like, doesn't matter. And so I show up at the cemetery a month ago and there's a stone for dad. It says David Roderick. It has the, a big Navy seal on it. And then my uh, Bart engraved the sky is open. What on it? Uh, which is, uh, the, uh, uh, well, I, I know that phrase from something extremely specific to you. It's the title of a song by the long winters sure about is. my dad. That Bart was like, I always thought that represented him well. The sky oh, is open. my f- Bart. Bart is an MVP. So, but the stone is the only, this graveyard has 2,000 people in it, including Bruce Lee, if I mentioned. Yes. And my dad's stone is the only one in the whole place that faces west. An American original. So, so there was a big event. Oh, all, all my, all my my they family must be, was they there. must be so pissed well so and you know there are a lot of people in my family that are conventional and several that are not mm. we're all there 25 of us standing there we all go to the regular gravesite where everybody is and then it's like well let's go let's go see the new stone for dad and it immediately it immediately <laughs> became the new place that we all go Oh my like God. everybody just, nobody wanted to be over at the other place with the bench and the, the stones and all that. They you all just wanted the coolest stone in the graveyard. They wanted to stand around this bass awkward stone 
over in the but, you know, alley. You could, do, you could, I mean, there's like that, that scene in Duck Soup when, you know, where Harpo walks in backwards with the deerstalker hat and it's got the, the fake beard and the glasses on it <laughs> on the back of his head. <laughs> maybe, maybe you could make a, a, a separate, oh, in comics, you might call this like an alternate cover. Or yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like a fan pressing. Maybe on the other side, there could be something different. Like, like, like Harpo's head. Well, that's what the, that's what the cemetery guy said. He said, you can put, you can put whatever you want on the other side of the stone. And a I was like, board? Yeah. I was like, isn't that going to confuse the <laughs> shit out of the Gatorade? Smith family? Like, what the fuck are the Smiths going to think? Dad's looting. But no, so we're standing oh, there and it's, you know, it's a flat stone. And, uh, and we're, and I could just hear my dad's just like, ha ha. Ah, I ah, was gonna. I didn't want to be ah, mawkish, but how do you think your dad, like you know, it, well, maybe not at the time before he passed, but like, like eh, the nominal mawkish looking down. Do you think he'd get a kick out of that? Oh, he thinks it's hilarious, and he'd love the Navy Seal, right? But the, oh, he loves it. He loves it, and he likes that there's a lyric on it. But <sighs> but the thing is, I know I'm absolutely 100 percent know that when he bought that plot, he had no idea it faced west. He was just like, whatever. And yeah, they were like, sure. hey, well, you know, these face West. And he's like, ah, it doesn't matter. But so we're standing there mm-hmm. and my mom who divorced my dad in 1971 yeah. or 72, who, uh, who hates my dad's family or always did. Yeah. Who wanted to be buried with a cherry tree in her. Uh, somewhere or, or wanted to, you know, she still talks about getting on an ice flow. She's like, I don't know. I feel a little, I feel a little peckish. Maybe I should just go get on an ice I, I, flow. I don't want to say something culturally or religiously insensitive, but there's nobody of my personal acquaintance in my lifetime who's more deserving of a Viking funeral than she mother. wants. She wants a Viking funeral. She should go out. She should go. You could, you could go to, go over to REI. You could probably fit this right into your, into your large car. Go, go over, get her some kind of canoe. And just and just set her out there and have one of your one of your uh, one of your bowmen. Oh well, this is the other. Uh, no, she she I think wants to still be alive and standing, holding on to the mast, looking back as we. Oh, set so the, however she goes to fire. sea, be it on a flow or on yeah. a on a boat, like she's she's standing there with you know uh, head held high. Yeah, that's you know, a great, wants, what a fucking great way yeah. for. I mean, well, I don't want. Well, you know what I'm saying. I'm not no, gonna no. say the words, but God, what a great way to go. Yeah, that's how she. That's how she envisages. But we're standing there. We're looking at my dad's back. That's like me stone. dying of shame about something that never happened. I mean, it was so perfect that, like, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. the same way we should. Maybe we should have a bespoke death that encompasses the life that we lived. And in your mom's case, fucking, it. and she could be out there like making improvements to the flow as it's going mm. out. As it goes out, as it Paint, slowly painting melts some around rows, mm-hmm. <laughs> putting some rows of flowers in. Yeah. Well, no. So she looks at me. She looks down at Dad Stone, and she goes. Uh, uh, why don't we buy all these, uh, plots here in the alley and we'll just start a new thing. And I'd like to have a stone here too. Wait a minute. So she's setting for a moment. Well, she didn't know. Well, the thing is, if you buy it, you have the option. Yeah. Right. So she and, wants and so to, she, she's still, she, her main idea is still the cherry tree, but this would be a, like her, her plan B. I don't think she, no, I don't think she wants any of her remains there at all. Okay. I, she just said, I want a I stone see. in this cemetery so that when everybody comes here, there's a place yeah. because, because a hundred years from now, you know, if there's a cherry tree, it's not going to have a sign on it, but there's going to be a little stone here. And I said, wait a minute, you want a stone next to dad? And she was like, yeah, who cares? What the fuck? Why not? And Damn. so all of a sudden I'm talking to the cemetery people and I'm like, well, you haven't sold any of these other alley plots. <laughs> like and you went to like, a restaurant and you're ordering a, uh, ordering a dinner to take home. Hey, yeah, you know, well, there's lots of here. Could you get that clipboard out? <laughs> goddamn alley. You can have a whole back. You can have a backwards plot. You can have a backwards cemetery in the middle of the cemetery. <laughs> Speaking of the French, that is a very crazy <laughs> structuralist, like um, uh, deconstruction sort of idea. You could have inf- it's a completely bonkers. infinite Roderick graveyards. <laughs> Three, 300 years from now, people are going to be like, well, on your tour of Seattle, you've got to see the backward graveyard. <laughs> You're going to be a bumper sticker like Sea Rock City. Or, uh, you know, Oregon's Gorges, or like, you're going to be one of those, one of those, like the mystery spot. Holy shit. Start printing up the bumper sticker. 
Go to the Roderick graveyard. Why is it there? Who were they? Are we standing in the wrong place? Yes, you're oh always God. standing in the wrong. There's no right place to stand. That's what's made the infinite recursion Roderick graveyard so fascinating to dozens of tourists over time. Yeah, look, the car is rolling uphill. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys sell fudge? <laughs> All right. 